mountaintop Burning like a silver flame The summit of beauty and love Andrea is her name She's got us Yeah baby, she's got us I am Andrea I'm your fire with your desire Welcome back, Galactic Groovers. I am refreshed and inspired and ready to go. I'm so excited to share this week's collective reading for our world over the next week. Um, as most of you probably know, March 20th is the vernal equinox, the spring equinox, my personal favorite. Uh, this is a time of balanced light and dark because we have equal daylight and evening. And that is also a theme for what will be going on internally and in your life and in our world in the collective. I, I wonder how you're all doing. I'm grateful for your patience when I take those breaks and pauses now and then I uploaded a few uh you know card written readings on Instagram and Facebook to kind of um put a little input on the week but it was good to just kind of take the week and let myself feel the feelings and meander through this transition phase and also just give myself a little time to recharge. I think that we are still, I mean, I know I am personally, but just collectively as a world and those who are awakened to this being more than just a 3D earth reality and existence, uh, that's its own kind of, um, clearing out and balancing of things and so we're all needing to take these breaks where we're kind of integrating what has been downloaded or what we've learned um, and allowing ourselves to feel all of that and process it and hopefully let go what no longer serves us that has been a constant theme. Some of you may be feeling a bit of the stuck feeling or like energy has been stagnant. Um, some of you may be feeling a little bit, uh, I don't know, frustrated, like you want to go, go, go. And I want to remind everybody that that part, the part that can sometimes feel like inspiration or motivation is more of conditioning and programming than anything else. We've all spent our life in a completely different non-Aquarian paradigm where worker bee virtues and the need to constantly be productive, to be valued, to be worthy, to be successful, to be a good person, uh, all of that conditioning still exists in us. And I find myself, even though I am 
engaged in what I would consider an art form, and it is a divination tool also, but uh, the spiritual expansion and the way that I choose to express it in the world online or in podcast form or however I do it is not meant to be done um, on a hard deadline uh, you know, capitalist, businessy type of schedule. I am allowing myself that leeway. And so I thank my listeners for uh, going along with that as well. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it's been interesting because even though I'm aware of all that and conscious of it, I too still have programming and conditioning that I'm working with. And uh, I have to remind myself. And so it's been interesting over this last week, I've watched and paid attention to a lot of different, uh, healing art, um, intuitive, just, you know, all kinds of different, maybe what one would consider an alternative career. Um, some have been taking pauses since November. Um, some are talking about how, for instance, one gentleman uh, was talking about the struggles he's been going through. And it's kind of funny because I am really working with myself on being aware of and observing any tendency towards judgment of myself and others because it's a, a vibration-lowering frequency to be engaged in that on a regular basis. Plus, it's just you know, feels bad. I, I don't think it really feels good to be projecting out onto other people what they're not doing right or beating yourself up. So, uh, anyway, I'm working with that and I'm scrolling through Instagram, catching up with people and liking posts and whatnot. And I saw a, you know, very fit looking, um, in the standard, uh, beauty, way, but very athletic and very accomplished at yoga, right? And he's doing all these poses and whatnot. And if I had let the judgy part of myself just look at that, take it in visually and not investigate any further, I would have been like, oh yeah, there's a, he's, his life is fine. Everything's going fine for him. Look at him doing his yoga. Maybe if I did more yoga, I'd be a better person <laughs> down that whole shitty judgment rabbit hole. But instead, I read what he had written below this video that he shared, and he talked about how he's been struggling to uh, stick to his personal practices as we've moved towards, you know, an anniversary of being in this pandemic and upheaval situation for a year. All of that chaos is starting to catch up with a lot of us. So between uh, the 3D factors, um, a world that has lived in a state of slight fear and trauma um, almost perpetually, we're not meant to be that way. We're not meant to be in this constant state of some looming um, thing that we're meant to be afraid of. And um, then the capitalist virtues, and then also the expansion, the shift into this Aquarian age, bringing all of that 
light and download and source energy in and creating a new grid and expanding our energy fields. It's a lot. <laughs> and so I guess that's all to say that you should all be gentle with yourselves and take pauses. If you're just not, if you're not feeling it, don't do it. And I mean, obviously I understand that there's probably a lot of you who have 3D jobs where you must go do that and engage with it and get your sustenance from that. But just don't beat yourself up if you're not, you know, writing the great American novel or if you just need to uh, binge watch something on Netflix and eat popcorn or even cry in bed all day. Whatever you need to process these feelings and go through this process of awakening and expansion that's what you should be doing and so if something feels starts to feel if something that you love so for instance for me card reading or whatnot if it starts to feel at all like oh my gosh I'm so tired but I need to do this thing because I do it every week on this day and so I better do that thing because that's how the world works and I need to be on a schedule just shut yourself up and realize that it'll still be there when you've rested or cried in bed or spent the day taking bubble baths and laying in the sun or whatever it is you need to do to recharge. Um, it'll still be there and you will be able to approach it with the right energy. Uh, Creative pursuits don't work well when you're forcing yourself to do them in a state of exhaustion or overload. So that was a long nine minute rant about um, self-care, but it's just been interesting to me spending this last week kind of taking the time to online network with different practitioners um, having to do with spirituality or expansion or any of the things that I talk about and seeing that I am not alone and there have been a lot of us who have been in various states of uh, metamorphosis you know where the goo in the chrysalis becoming the next thing and so when you're the goo you don't need to be uh, a steam engine freight train blowing through the world um, making your mark I mean, unless that's what makes you happy and makes you energized and feel good, then go for it. But uh, be wary of that because you may find that you hit a wall at some point. And then the problem with doing it that way is it's kind of like an equaling of force. So if you spend, let's say, five years um, killing yourself doing something and then you hit that wall of burnout, it's going to take you five years to recuperate from that and to find your balance again. So it's just really not worth it. I, I learned this the hard way in my life. So uh, take some easy outs and avoid making the same mistakes I did earlier in my life and you will enjoy more consistent energy and flow in your life uh, as you go forward. So it was really interesting pulling cards this week uh, and then also today for this reading. This 
spring equinox especially this is kind of like you know we we had the big thing on the winter solstice and that was the dawning of the golden age and the age of aquarius and now as uh, we move into the sun moves into aries and we're in um <clears throat> that real powerful energy now we're we're making the shift to okay we've gotten our bearings and gotten our feet under us and now it's time to uh get balanced get some stuff done and get to work we have a lot of expanding to do a lot of anchoring of the new grid structure for earth's higher vibrational existence to complete and we're all creating that together so when I was pulling cards for today's reading, it was really quite fun. Uh, some extra ones popped out, so I have a little more cards than usual. You're probably going to need to go to the Instagram post to see the close-ups of them because uh, there were just too many to capture in one photo like that uh, so that you could see them very clearly. But... So in some of the categories, there's a couple extra. I wound up pulling a syncretic oracle card. So for the collective energy, uh, March, we'll just go ahead and say 20th. It would technically be 21st, but um, since I'm doing this on Friday, I'll throw an extra day in there. So from March 20th until the 27th, the following Saturday, uh soul action plan for those of you who are new to my world i do a particular reading that i devised myself with various decks and they all serve a purpose as i feel like the process of expansion is one of also integration of all the different parts of ourself the aspects of our light being our multi-dimensional immortal self so the first cards that I always pull are for your inner child, and I use the children's spirit animal deck for that. And if you uh, look back at the last few collective readings, we keep getting the same cards and the same message for our inner child, which I find fascinating. And this is one of the reasons why, even though I probably don't need the cards to uh, help draw out of people what they need to discover for themselves. Um, I just love it. It's, it feels like magic to me because it is, and it is always amazing that I can shuffle and shuffle and shuffle. And sometimes I even throw them back in the deck and shuffle some more. And then the same cards will come up again. So for this week, our inner child is giving us the butterfly get ready for big changes. I just said we're all about imaginal goo or we have been and so you are getting ready to pop out of that chrysalis for the spring just like all the flowers. You are getting ready to launch. You are making big changes. Be ready for that change to keep happening very rapidly, quickly. Um, not in a bad way. Sometimes it can feel a little bit like a whirlwind and overwhelming, but as long as you can kind of surrender to the process happening as it will, and not perhaps in the time you want it to, um, 
I tend to be a planner and like to have all my ducks in a row. So I am not as great at spontaneity and spontaneous change. But over this last three months, I had no choice but to get used to it because that is how my life has gone. And the more I've surrendered to it, the easier it's gotten. And part of that is that we are tapping into the ability to truly create our reality. So when things present themselves, ask for the highest good in the situation and just know that that's what's going to come and then tackle the individual tasks as they arrive because big change is happening and the raccoon says you have everything you need. If you think about raccoons, they're very resourceful, right? They are good at surviving and they collaborate with each other and um, they find their sustenance. So your inner child says, you've got this. Now, <laughs> the next set of cards that I usually draw for the Soul Action Plan are the Shapeshifters Oracle cards. And this is for your ego, your 3D self, your file manager, as my friend uh, Becky Zephyr1369 on Instagram says. Um, the ego has really gotten a bad rap here. I mean, somebody has to wash the dishes and take out the garbage, right? So the ego has a job to do and the ego is what we utilize. It's our tool to engage with 3D materiality and function in the world. So your ego uh, is not a bad thing as long as it's not unchecked. So like anything, you must approach it with balance. So these shapeshifter oracle cards are all about change and becoming your highest self, uh, living in the greatest good. So I was shuffling these and I, the cards at first three or four cards at a time were trying to come out. And anyway, I kept shuffling and putting them back. And the thing that was interesting about it was that, uh, even though sometimes it was different cards. It was all the same message, which is that many of you are going through endings. And while that may be painful, it is for your highest good. And then we also need to heed wise counsel and listen. So that, that message of uh, endings, letting go, making choices, and decisions and using discernment um, and also you know taking counsel from whomever you trust in that that is what your ego needs to be doing this week so we got the card a time to say goodbye something is about to end for now for a lot of you this is going to be relationships and I'm really sorry I know it's going to there's going to be some heartache, um, but just know that it's okay. And whatever relationships are ending are ending for both of your highest good. If you're the one who has to make that decision, just know that um, you don't need to feel like you're the bad guy because... A relationship is only as good as both 
parties engagement in it and if you're not in it they're not getting anything out of it either and so you forcing yourself to stay in relationship and I'm not just talking about love relationships it could be with friends or family or you know a job it could be with a lot of different things it could even be with a substance if you have any addictions that you struggle with but it's time to let them go I'm going to read from the book a little bit about this. <clears throat> this is a time when you're reluctant to see an ending. You may wish to extend the time you have with someone, or you may even feel like you are being cheated out of something you deserve. Wow, this hits home personally in a big way. I know I keep teasing that I'm going to record episodes about my own personal life over the last four months. But uh, let me just say that I did have a relationship end. And as I've been saying to you all, I seem to be on a timeline that's a few um, weeks or months ahead of certain aspects of the collective energy. And I'm not exactly sure, you know, what that means or why. But obviously it does allow me to have a certain amount of insight ahead of time, sort of a preview. And I definitely felt this way about this relationship ending because it could have been something very beautiful and I, I feel cheated out of some different things and I felt that way and I've had to process through that. So if you're going through that, I really understand how you're feeling. If you need a private reading to talk about that stuff, just hit me up. Um, but the truth is that things must die in order to be reborn in another form at a later time. This is the chosen time to go, and from the ashes, something new will arise, and it will be even better than you can imagine. Rebirth cannot take place without a death, and it is now time to end something, to let something both externally and internally die it may be a long-held belief, a place that seemed to hold security, a friendship that has grown unhealthy, someone you have been going out with no longer wishes to see you, or a beloved family member who may not be in this world much longer. Whatever it is, let it, let them go. Something else will return to you, which side note about myself, it did. And you cannot be reborn unless you first know how to die. This is your chance to learn something very profound, deep, and important. Do not miss it by resisting what must take place. Um, and full disclosure, I will tell you, I resisted like a mofo. <laughs> I fought hard to keep this thing that um, was no longer serving me because I didn't want to let go of the dream attached to it. But uh, even though I still get emotional about it, of course, um, something better came back into my life. And I know that um, this was how it was meant to go. So I've <clears throat> had to learn surrender. And I really think that's what I learned through this whole process over these last three, four months was just surrendering to the process of change in my life because... I notoriously want to control everything. The Frog Princess, heed wise counsel, listen. 
It is not the time to do what your heart, mind, or any other part of yourself tells you to do. <laughs> it is time to listen to what an established authority has to tell you, no matter how much people try to persuade you that you know best. And no matter how much you believe that, the frog appearing to you here tells you that there is wise counsel around, and it is worth staying quiet, listening to what is suggested by others, then talking it through with a trusted advisor. It is not the time to think it over yourself because you are missing very important points and there is something you are not seeing clearly. The more you listen, the more productive, healthy, and true your actions will be. It does not matter what you think you know. There is more to learn. Listen to wise counsel no matter how important you are. So that may sound a little confusing in the context of uh, trust your intuition, trust your gut. But wise counsel is your higher self, your inner child, your guides or angels or galactic team or aliens or whatever you choose to call the other that we all get uh, connection with from source energy. So <clears throat> I think this is about having some humility and humbleness to surrender, to surrender to the changes and the endings. Um, <clears throat> don't get on your high horse about whatever's going on. You need to listen more than talk and you need to spend time thinking about it and only talk to those that truly in your experience, in your recent experience, in your past experience, have given you um, maybe sometimes even what feels like tough love advice, but just a straight shooter, you know? I know we're all tired of gun metaphors, but I don't know what else to say about that. Uh, someone who has good aim, someone who can see through all of the BS and get right to the core. Uh, yeah, so much going on. So then, uh, the next thing I do, Groovers, is I pull Muse Tarot cards for your highest self. This is what your highest self would like you to be focusing on this week. And this was one of those things where, uh, three cards were determined to jump out, even though I usually do two. And so I included them all because they are all relevant together. Uh, so we get the Hermit. Um, card number nine. A sage or mentor. Wisdom. Listening to guidance. Introspection. Taking time away. Listening to your heart. A time for meditation and contemplation. Finding your voice. A time out. A cautioning against spending too much time alone sacred solace. So being a hermit doesn't necessarily mean spending all of your time alone, but it can mean choosing to be with those that are uh, more in alignment with yourself and also um, don't expect you to be full, you know, the life of the party. Somewhere where you can just kind of chill and be yourself. 
uh, if it doesn't feel that way, then it's probably not the right place for you to be at the moment. So you are preparing to receive a whole bunch more source energy, light activation, light codes. All of us are going to be activating through our spines a lot of these abilities and ways in which the human brain and vessel can work in conjunction with multidimensional expansion, which have not been available to us before now because the earth did not have the structure to support more people being activated in that way and the density of 3d existence suppressed um, that activation and those abilities the hermit muse reminds you to process your experiences as a way to learn knowing that your own smile is great company when I was going through my period of having to let go and surrender and embrace rapid change and go through this metamorphosis, I spent a lot of time just with myself, listening to myself, talking to my guides, uh, addressing my inner child. It was a time of great introspection and it served me well because it spared me what honestly in the past in my life when I have broken up with someone that was um, you know very deeply uh, enmeshed in my life I guess is the word to use uh, I would have been grieving that for months I would have been sad and crying and just beat myself up and blame myself for every, you know, and or been like mad at them and angry and all of those things. And I just kind of didn't have to do that. I, I, I just opened myself up. I surrendered. I let myself, uh, think and feel all of it. And it went so much faster. I guess it's kind of like that pulling off the bandaid quickly thing, <laughs> but, um, Next from the Muse Tarot, we have the Ace of Voices. Uh, voices are swords, a flash of clarity and fresh, a revelation, a new paradigm, visionary thinking, new goals and realities, flashlight of truth. I think this is about your higher self saying, let the truth in because you know what it is, even if maybe you don't want to see it right now because it means that you're going to have to change some things you'd you don't want to on an ego level but on a soul level are necessary and um you know that owl is saying come on you know we're all light you have the answer you have the wisdom let yourself see the truth and don't be afraid of it big change is coming and you have everything you need says your inner child so the third card that popped out is fantastic, and I think it, you know, kind of embraces and wraps up what all of this process that you're all going through is about, which is the muse of inspiration. Inspiration is magic. Uh, inspirational six or wands, if you're thinking traditional tarot. Inspirational success. An inspired leader, a visionary, thinking big, the ability to bring many moving parts together into one large story, remaining inspired, taking action, making sure you don't create unrealistic expectations, 
the finish line of the phoenix. So the point of this card is that once you have walked through, <laughs> yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Oh, sorry to get biblical on you there for a moment, but, um, you know, you've been walking, you're walking through this place of endings and surrender and change and metamorphosis and letting go of a lot of things and becoming a new you. And so this card really signifies the reward of doing all this. What's in store for you if you keep doing the work on your personal self and keep surrendering and uh, observing and feeling your life that, you know, we're not here to rise above this human experience. We're here to have this human experience. And so being multidimensionally expanded doesn't mean that bad things or shitty things or hard things are never going to happen to you, but it means that you will experience them on multiple levels and with a more expanded awareness so that you learn what you need to learn from it and it's not as life or death intensely emotional um it's not as painful it's just simply not as painful and that's not spiritual bypassing it's just like oh how do i explain this so think about it this way. If when you're a kid and you've never had a shot before, um, you see this needle thing coming at you and you think it's going to hurt and it does hurt a little bit, but it doesn't hurt a ton, but you're already crying because you think it's going to hurt. And then the whole experience is pretty traumatic when you're a kid, right? You're crying. You're so upset. How could they do this to me? Cause you don't understand why you're getting the shot. But when you become an adult, uh, you've gotten used to that. You probably don't even notice the pain much. I mean, I know some people are really needle phobic or more sensitive out there. So I am not picking on you. It's okay if that's not your thing that you uh, have come to peace with. <laughs> but, um, you know, for most of us, you just, you get the shot, you move on. It's no big deal. It's not a major trauma. We understand why we're getting the shot. So it's a bit like that with these life experiences, with these human experience, with, with, with these pivotal moments when things are changing is that you understand it from a more mature soul level than when you weren't aware of any of this and you were just plodding through 3D reality. Um, so that's what I mean. So be excited because doing this process, I mean, this is, you're basically on the verge of being where you want to be, getting where you want to go. Um, almost magically, it will, it will seem like, like you can't even believe how things are just unfolding for you, but you will believe it at the same time. She asks you to enlist the help of others along the way, and she shares her power to turn to ash that which has been anchoring you. So burn it to the ground, whatever doesn't work for you, in a loving way. <laughs> 
Remember that your warm cocoon of confidence and determination will light up your heart with belief and inspiration. It will sing into being a phoenix energy that will allow you to rise from the depths of anything that has been put in your path. With butterfly heart flutters and breath to deliver life, it's time to set your world aglow. Vision and acumen will be your guides. It's time to find purposeful success and take inspired action as you fall in love with your goals. And I want to reinforce that. Fall in love with your goals. This is where I'm at. I'm experiencing absolute, almost romantic love for everything that I'm doing. And coming at my life from that place is almost emotionally overwhelming to talk about because it's like the difference between, ooh, how do I explain that feeling? When you're in love with yourself and you're in love with your life and you're in love with your pursuits and the goals and the things that you're doing, when you have brought enough of that 7D unconditional love from source and through you and into Gaia and back again in that toroidal loop, it feels like the best date you've ever had all the time with everything that you're doing. It, it feels like... Um, when you're a child and you just love spinning in a circle until you get dizzy and fall down. It feels like these pure moments of bliss and ecstasy over the dumbest things, silly little things. Um, like my oldest son, we went through this rapid shift with him and watching him pass his driving test and drive away in my mom's old Oldsmobile car. I, it was one of the most blissful experiences of my life. Uh, doing these readings, it's a blissful experience. Damn, I made myself all schmaltzever clumped, but fall in love with your goals, Groovers. Whew, damn. I had to pause for a second because I was about to pull on sob, which there's nothing wrong with emotional expression, but I don't think you're all tuning in, at least not in this episode, to listen to me ugly cry, as Oprah used to call it. Probably still does. So next we have the dragon oracle cards, which I use to represent your highest self, your guide, not your highest self, your guides, which... I mean, getting into the definition of what oneness is. All of them are you anyway, right? I am you. You are me. I am you giving you this reading right now. Ugh, quantum physics blows the mind. Um, but these dragon oracle cards represent your guides, the uh, source energy, the higher dimensions, whatever it is that you feel attuned to personally. The labels really don't matter much. You can ask these dragons to come in and work with you in your daily life. And these are some dragons that will help you with the challenges coming right now. I've noticed lately that sometimes when I'm speaking to clients or I'm recording 
uh, I will get into a zone where I'll start talking really fast and it just kind of comes out of me almost robotically. And just so you're all aware, that is a moment when I am just being given direct downloading. I, I guess you might call it channeling, but it, it's not quite the same as channeling. Channeling is a little different because that feels like you're directly connecting with an entity or group of entities of some sort and bringing in the message they want. But when this happens to me when I'm speaking, it's more like I'm tapped into the Akasha and what I need to say in that moment just pours out of my mouth and I don't even really have to think about it very hard and I don't need to process it. And it just comes to you like fresh like that, almost like I've Googled Google the Akashic Records for what you need to know from me right now. Uh, so, we got Earth Dragon, which is fantastic because Earth Dragon clears your path and the land around you. Stay grounded. Be ready to serve. Stuck energy is clearing. You can move forward in life. So, more of that Phoenix energy, that getting through uh, some trials that you maybe have been facing or are still facing. Fourth dimensional earth dragons are brown, the color of the soil. They love the planet and the land itself. It was these sturdy dragons who helped to build the original dragon lines that we now call ley lines. Part of their service work is to travel along them to clear them when asked to do so. When we send an instruction to earth dragons to work with the ley lines, they can power away under the surface to clear any blockages. This impacts hugely on people and situations in the vicinity. They can also help to ground us and our mission in this life. You can ask these dragons to come and clear the land. And if you are drawn at all to grid work, which some of you have reached out to me that you are, the earth dragon is an excellent dragon to bring in and um, help with that. If you feel called to a piece of land or an area to do planetary service work, um, the earth dragons cleanse any ley lines that you focus on. Take a moment to direct them to clear the planetary grid and visualize the grid glowing and shimmering. Now for me, when I see the grid, it kind of looks like a, I mean, it looks like a, a net, like a grid pattern, but it's also like a shimmery holographic glowing sort of thing. And when I'm out in nature, if I take the time to tune into Gaia and the earth and the plants and animals around me, the elements, uh, earth, air, fire, water, uh, and tap fire. Uh, I said fire. Did I say fire? Yeah, I said them all. Anyway, uh, when I tap into that, I can kind of, I see it. I see things glowing when I'm out in the world and it can be a little disorienting, but it's also very, very cool. And eventually you'll just see it most of the time. It'll be like, Oh, I want to see the grid now. And there it is like an overlay. So that, that Akasha, that grid, that network, that framework, um, part of what we're doing is we are clearing and rebuilding. 
we are building the new cosmic structure, the new structure around Earth, the new grid for Earth to exist in this higher vibrational uh, frequency and dimension. So we have to create new grids, new framework, and we are anchoring in all of that new energy. So if you are called to be involved in this, that is uh, what's going on. Um, when you walk, think of the earth dragons and connect with them through the earth. Ask them to ground you and your vision for this card signifies that they are now boosting your spiritual journey and you're ready to fly like that phoenix, right? Notice the progress you make. So, uh, as we move into spring, I also think that the earth dragon, especially for those who are called to any kind of grid work. Now, it's perfectly fine and acceptable to just ask earth dragon to help keep you grounded and help you with your goals and your path and, you know, the area that you live in, your home, surrounding um, neighborhood, whatever it is you feel called to do. You don't have to do grid work. It's not an obligation. It's your choice what you want to uh, be connected with and what you want to do. But they're there to support you. But in the meantime, um, for those of us that are trying to do this, uh, this is the time to be doing it because you are all helping to clear out the old. And this is a fourth dimensional dragon. So it's kind of like paving the way for the transition between 3D and 5D reality. So we need that new structure. We need to anchor in all of that new light. And honestly, I think that most of us who are doing this grid work, we're already living in the 5D. A lot of us are connected all the way up to 8D. And we are creating framework for a much higher vibrational frequency. It's sort of like uh, if you think about city planning and how if they're doing it right, they don't just create the roads and, and pathways through town the way it is right at that moment. They plan for the future. So I feel like this... Uh, grid work and expansion that is happening is actually preparing the earth for um, a higher vibrational frequency in existence than fifth dimensional reality. I think that we are bringing in much higher dimensional framework that will allow more and more people who are awakening to experience multi-dimensional expansion. Um, along with all the other fun things that a lot of us have been having our whole lives, like ESP and prophetic dreams and telekinesis and whatever fun things you've gotten up to out there, you beautiful, beautiful beings. So then we get Aquamarine Dragon from Neptune. Enables you to access your deepest soul wisdom. If you look at this, there are also seahorses. Some of you might feel called to look up that animal symbolism. I'm not going to do it on this reading because otherwise it'll be five hours long. But spirituality and wisdom are available to you. Develop your psychic abilities and receive ineffable soul knowledge. This dragon has a key that they're holding and that is a key to 
those things locked within you that you have not had access to. And then there's also a trident in their hand. Neptune is the watery planet of advanced spirituality and enlightenment. Doesn't surprise me that we're having water imagery because we are still dealing with lots of feelings and balancing light and dark. Uh, the aquamarine dragons from this illuminated planet carry the light of the universe, which contains spiritual information and knowledge. They will approach us and ask us to tune into them so that they can download this light into our energy fields. This will enable us to take information and know how to apply it wisely. As these gentle dragons flow around us, they also help us to access more of our ineffable soul knowledge and wisdom and pass it to others humbly, sincerely, and honestly. I'm going to pause there reading the text a moment because I want to add in that part. Humbly, sincerely, and honestly. Now, maybe it's just because of the people that I am attracting in my energy field and awareness, but one of the things that I have noticed that seems almost en masse is that almost every uh, reader, healer, it doesn't matter what they do, but if it's something in our realm of spiritual practice, um, most are coming at it from the place, as I do, that this is my experience. This is how my universe presents to me, and I am not your guru. The truth is in you. You know what you need to, to do, and I'm just here to help um, inspire your own awakening and expansion and unlocking of your gifts and abilities, rather than coming at it the way it used to be. And there are still those out there. Um, but it's almost like a glaring neon sign to me now if I see um, some sort of, you know, alternative channeler, healer, intuitive, whatever you want, you, you could name them all. But if I see them on there talking about how uh, you have to listen to them and you can't attain anything without them and, you, you know, and they're selling you these workshops that become more and more expensive and the higher up you go on their hierarchy of their financial needs, um, that's not humbly, sincerely, and honestly. And it's probably someone that you should shy away from, to be honest. It's not that we're not, you know, allowed to make money doing this. Of course we are, but it's the, it's the fostering of like a hero worship, a dependence, uh, I'm the only one who can help you, uh, you're not going to achieve enlightenment or uh, ascension without me, and all of that is a lie. Uh, in reality, obviously if you're listening to this, you've found it and it's for you and you want to be here, but you could have gotten there in a million other ways. It's a very personal and individual thing and that's why there's so many different um flavors or songs of intuitive uh work being done out in the universe because we will all appeal to different people they have the ability to pour liquid light into us these aquamarine dragons which builds our crystalline light body more quickly and enables us to shine Let's pause there for a moment about our crystalline light body. I want you to start seeing that crystalline light body, however it is you meditate or take a moment to ponder 
yourself, however it is you connect with your energy fields. You could do that through meditation. You could do it by just kind of letting your thoughts drift as you fall asleep at night. You could do it in the bathtub or the shower. But seeing yourself surrounded by this crystalline uh, Merkaba or um, hexagram or energy field or bubble or however you choose to visualize it will allow your chakras to be open and you will have a quickening of ability to take in all of the source energy and the light activation that is being sent down to the earth right now to unlock everything that we've all been working towards. There are some who are brand new to this, but I have a feeling that most of the people that come and listen to me are not new to this. And you are already in this process. So visualizing your crystalline structure, seeing your true size, seeing how big and expansive and beautiful and wonderful you really are, will allow you to bring all of those activations in faster and tap into all those things that you have been saying to your guides or your angels or yourself or source. I want to be able to do these things. Why can't I see visions? Why am I not being psychic? Uh, why can't I do whatever the thing is that you wish to do? Those desires will be fulfilled by this download and by focusing on this crystalline structure of your light body. Woo! I don't know how much I like this new uh, Akashic Google. <laughs> I'm going to have to learn to work with that. This will be weird to listen back and see how this all sounds. Oh my goodness. That is a rush when that comes through. So, uh, these aquamarine dragons. And this is a seventh dimensional dragon, by the way. So this is all about that beautiful, unconditional love. If you're new to me, there is a love expansion exercise. There are a few videos up on Instagram. Now that the weather's getting warmer, I am working towards doing that live more outside on Instagram and having those videos up for you to join along or just watch if that seems to do something for you. But um, there's music involved. The music is back in my... Um, podcast episodes not too hard to find if you can't find it just dm me and i'll send you to it that can really help you expand your own unconditional love energy field and attain that connection with source energy you and gaia so that you have an endless loop of unconditional love flowing through you which allows you to be more connected to everything and everyone and more in alignment with your highest self as you move through your life and make decisions Ooh, okay, <clears throat> back to the text. Aquamarine dragons from Neptune are water dragons. They will flow around you, surrounding you with their aquamarine energy and awakening your psychic abilities. Connect with them often. For each time you do so, they will light up more of the keys and codes of your true essence. Keys and codes. A lot of us, including myself, believe that our spine holds these keys and codes to our activation of things like levitation and telekinesis and um, all of the variety of amazing things that we are truly capable of while being in these vessels, having a human experience. Uh, this will bring your soul contentment and a sense of your divine 
magnificence and you will experience higher levels of enlightenment and see your world and the universe through different eyes. Your guidance is to drink a glass of blessed water as you tune into these dragons. Then they will be able to touch you more profoundly. Hey Galactic Groovers, I'm going to attempt to succinctly tell you what I do and have this little spot on every episode so you can know what I'm all about. You can visit the square booking link on my Instagram page or my Facebook page at Grooving Goddess. You can email me at groominggoddess at gmail.com and to book any readings with me, you can visit that square booking site. As I said, some of the services I offer are an animal communication for 3333 and that is a 30-minute session where we connect with your pets and um, see what maybe they are trying to tell you that you can't quite understand then I have a grief mediumship another 30-minute reading and that is for anyone experiencing recent grief and having trouble moving through that my um, specialty seems to be in that area getting messages and contacting people's loved ones immediately after their passing. I have a mini reading special, which is four mini readings for 4444. I have a soul action plan reading, which is 5555, and that involves cards for your inner child, uh, earth self, ego self, your highest self, and your galactic team. And then lastly, I have Syncretic Oracle readings, which are 7777, as those cards are much more in-depth and pretty much cover every reading modality. And then lastly, if you would like to come on my podcast and get a reading live, I will read for you for free. You can book an interview at my Square booking site. If you would like to be on my podcast to discuss something groovy, You can also do that at the Square Booking site. And if you would like me to be on your podcast, you can do that at the Square Booking site. I look forward to hearing from you. I have a money-back guarantee for all my readings, and so far, nobody wants their money back. So I feel like I'm helping a lot of folks out there, and I would like to help you too. If you have any questions about any of these, give me a DM somewhere, anywhere, all the places. Much love to you all, and thank you for listening. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. I have been yapping so long I had to stop the recording and start a new one because I was getting to the time limit. (laughs) Uh, So, aquamarine dragons. Now, water and drinking water. I used to say this little... um, incantation from my early days of studying you know witchcraft and spells and wicca and all that i have tons of books and old spell books that i used to uh compile when i was a teen and in my early 20s but one of the things that i used to do and it's kind of funny that i'm remembering this now because i haven't been doing it and they're probably telling me i should be doing this too i have been hydrating like a mofo first of all let me tell you you need to be drinking more water than uh you even realize that water helps conduct our chi our energy 
we are made up of mostly water and they've even found a new state of water scientifically recently they have discovered a state of water that they at this point they're just calling it gel and apparently the water that is in our body that makes up so much of our human vessel is this gel that's why we're not just you know a puddle because that always used to make me wonder they would say that you know the human body was 70 percent water 80 percent water but um so we now have uh ice liquid vapor and gel um so isn't that fun we're just a gooey pile of gel but anyway if you take all of that into context you can see why keeping your body hydrated is so important internally as well as externally if you have access to it i cannot highly recommend enough taking salt baths it helps you absorb uh, the water into your body and it also helps you connect to source energy more easily and helps you establish that connection so that it's more consistent and just with you all the time and you don't have to be um, constantly reconnecting, re-engaging. You can stay fully connected. It is possible. But getting back to drinking a glass of water, if you want to work this week and do a little experiment with me, I'll let you know how it worked for me this week. Uh, Aquamarine Dragon. So drink a glass of water in the morning and um, connect with that dragon and ask them to uh, come pour that light into your crystalline light body. But what I used to do is, and I'm going to tell you this incantation and maybe you'll like to do it as well. I'll put the verbiage in the show notes and also on Instagram. But you take a glass of water at night and you set it on the uh, nightstand or wherever you would put it so that you can drink it in the morning. And if you're paranoid about germs or dust or cat hair or whatever, you can put a little cloth over it. Uh, but you put your hand over it and you say, Oh, spirits, mine, this water pure is put here for your use to bring my body chemicals for health placed in this juice. And the idea is that whatever uh, spirits you're calling upon are going to infuse that water with what your body needs. And um, I, it was, it was interesting because when you do this, sometimes you'll notice that it tastes different in the morning. Um, you know, you might notice a citrusy taste, you might notice even an iodine sort of taste, but at any rate, it's still the water you put there, so there's nothing wrong with it. But I would suggest trying that little ditty this week uh, as you're connecting with your aquamarine dragon, should you choose. So that wraps up our dragons and the traditional soul action plan for the week. Then I was moved to, um, this is so funny, when I was getting all this ready, I thought to myself, this is what I get for taking a week off. Both me and the listener get punished by having an extra, extra long episode the next time I put it out. Uh, but I was moved to pull a syncretic oracle card for us all this week. And it is a fabulous one. Look at this card. You have to go to Instagram and check out the close up of all these cards for real. They're also on Facebook as well. 
uh, at Grooving Goddess, both locations. But um, this card is Dennis McKenna. Some of you may have heard of Terrence McKenna or may have heard of Dennis McKenna or both, but they are pharmacologists and they both have done a lot of um, research and exploration in the fields of uh, hallucinogens and expanded consciousness. Dennis McKenna, it was so interesting because I looked all this up since I pulled this card. Dennis McKenna is Terrence McKenna's younger brother, I believe. Terrence McKenna has already crossed over, but uh, Dennis McKenna, I was delighted to discover, actually lives near me. Um, he's in Paonia, Colorado, which is this delightful rural hippie community that has all kinds of uh, fun stuff going on there, and he does retreats there. So if you're interested in um, checking him out and what he's doing, you can just Google him and go check out his stuff. But at any rate, um, this painting is fantastic. Uh, these galactic uh, trading cards, deck cards. This was a 10-year collaboration of artists from all over the world, and so all of these paintings are by different people. <clears throat> so we flip over the card, and not supporting, surprisingly, it's a portal card. Edge awareness. Oracular life, so being an oracle. Permeating the practice, seeing the signs, following the flow visionary eschatology so we're getting on the flow people and you're gonna jump on in that flow with everybody else the chakra on this card is the sacral chakra which is the bright orange beauty uh, right above your root chakra um, a lot of you probably have this in your human design as your authority sacral authority um, I am not a human design interpreter. I just know enough about it to understand my own chart. But uh, if you're interested in that, I know tons of people I could send you to um, <clears throat> who are very, very good at it and can uh, tell you all about your own human design. It's, it's kind of funny. Like these galactic trading cards are a bit like a card version of human design because it combines multiple modalities and gives you a more... A detailed specific map of yourself versus let's say an astrological charts uh, there are always fantastic quotes on these cards so I'm going to read this uh, do not go where the path may lead go instead where there is no path and leave a trail Ralph Waldo Emerson so we are really and it's it's about sentient culture what is sentient culture? Edge awareness. What is edge awareness? All of this means being aware of our oneness, aware of our connection to each other. Um, several of my friends who feel in this multidimensionally expanded place that I've been in since about, I don't know, November, I think. That was when it all started happening. Uh, in a bigger way. Um, we've been calling it the sentient ocean <laughs> because it's like we're connected to this uh, ocean of consciousness where we can, we can be present with each other. I mean, 
connected and present, just, just like in a movie where you're like, okay, well, I'm talking right now and I'm recording this, but I'm also in this sentient ocean with these other beings that I know, and I'm aware of their energy and what they're feeling and doing. Um, so we are trailblazing. We are stepping into this new paradigm, this new framework, figuring out how it all works. And it is fantastic. Um, then these cards also have I Ching on them. The I Ching on this card is not surprisingly thunder, quickening. What have I been saying? I was listening to someone who was talking about ascension expansion symptoms, and she described something that I've heard others as well, but, uh, she used the word quaking. It's like sometimes you feel like you're shaking from the inside out because there's so much energy pouring into you. So if that does happen to you, don't be disturbed by it and breathe through it. Just, you know, focus on your breathing a bit. But thunder uh, in I Ching is quickening. Bamboo. What is bamboo? Tough as hell. Shake. Motion. Initiation. Lots of people are waking up. So if uh, you're noticing people around you changing a lot, maybe starting to talk about things they've never mentioned or asking you, hey, uh, what's that card thing you do again? Or how didn't you say something about meditation? Be aware of these. These are invitations for you to help others awaken, arouse, excite, travel. Uh, this travel means both dimensionally and physically here on earth uh, we are starting to free up a bit as a society now not to be doing gloom this isn't doing gloom or fear-based just I just want to say uh, be prepared that these disruptions like this pandemic may happen a lot not in the same fashion not in the same dramatic fashion where the entire world shuts down suddenly but there's probably going to be more viruses that come up in the next five years or so. And this was sort of like a um, test run, a training to get everybody up to speed so that we could all, you know, while simultaneously awakening and shifting into the new age, we were adapting as a 3D, uh, 5D civilization, how to handle the changes that are happening on Earth. Um, and be able to adequately survive them and manage them. I think, at least I hope, that the world has learned through the process of COVID that uh, world cooperation gets us to a cure much faster than world competition. Um, unfortunately, Big Pharma is starting to slip back into that a little bit now that we're getting past the imminent crisis. But at any rate... Um, you know, don't go start licking doorknobs just yet. I'll still be wearing masks in public places for a while, even after I get vaccinated. And that may just be the way it is for me personally, because I have immune things that I uh, combat. So I just wear them at the grocery store, the movie theater, places like that, where I'm going to be breathing the human soup. Um, but at any rate, travel is opening up. Um, but... Uh, a lot of people who have been going through this process over the last year have been talking about preparedness and not 
end of world doomsday prepping. I'm not talking about that kind of prepping, but it is going to be a good idea for the next five years or so to just kind of make it a practice to keep a supply of food. If you live in an area like I do, where you could have a food shortage, or you live in an area where the power grid is weak, or you live in an area where it's difficult to get supplies in certain weather conditions, you know, just be aware of your surroundings and how this last year of experience affected you personally, what you needed to do, what you didn't need to do, like for instance, um, stockpiling toilet paper. Uh, but you know, it's just good to be prepared. It's good to have masks on hand. It would not be a bad idea, uh, to get yourself an air cleaner or two. I got a brand called Koei. It was not very expensive, but it was rated by the New York Times as the best um, air filtration on the market. And it was a little over $200. I got it for my bedroom because last year when we had that giant fire here, I couldn't breathe for two months and there was no way to keep the smoke out of my house. And it was very difficult. So, it's a good idea to have some of these uh, ways to adapt to changes in our environment. Um, having a generator, if you think that's a necessity uh, in an emergency, just doing some of these things will make this process better. But all of that stuff we don't want to hear being said, we are um, entering a time where we will be able to travel more freely, both earthwise and multidimensionally. So that is good news. <clears throat> Cause you know, I'm kind of a homebody and honestly I was, uh, so isolated and kind of shut in before the pandemic that it was almost not noticeable to me for a while. And then as time wore on, it's like, okay, if I am starting to feel the itch to go everywhere and do everything, then I can't imagine how people who are normally go, go, go must be feeling by now. And I applaud that you're all going to be able to have more fun now. Um, <clears throat> the Mayan glyph on this card, because these wonderful cards have everything on them. Uh, let's see, expanding that up. Okay, so <laughs> I love it when there's all these themes and they all go together. But uh, the... Mayan tone on this card is 12. That is the two lines with the dots above them. <clears throat> and that is crystal. <laughs> Crystalline stability and expansion, union of polarity, framework of connectedness, wisdom. What words have you heard me use in this reading? Ah, and then it also taps into um, the symbol for human rewiring in order to receive higher frequencies, <laughs> cleansing, abundance, harvest, cornucopia. Part of why I love these galactic trading cards so much is that I pulled all those other cards, right? I did that whole soul action plan. <laughs> and this card just basically said all of the same things. And I could have just pulled this one card and I suppose talked about it for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be visually boring, I guess. And I, I find it useful to have uh, all the different aspects in line there. <clears throat> I thought I 
had put, I'm looking at my Google windows right now while I'm looking at things. And I thought I had seen a quote by someone that I was interested in, but forget I said that. Uh, okay. So nothing else there. Report. So, wow. What a time to be alive. What a time to be awake or awakening. What a time. I think that we have a lot of fun ahead of us. That is what I have to say about all that. And that doesn't mean that there won't be tears sometimes, you know, that happens too. And honestly, if you're me, you cry when you're happy, you cry when you're sad, crying is sort of your go-to <laughs> way of emoting, crying or laughing. Don't take me to a funeral. I'll just leave it at that because I would probably laugh. Uh, one of the things I forgot to mention when I was talking about the earth dragon was if you live in an area that's experienced a lot of drought or fires, um, etc., it might be good to ask the earth dragons to help, um, clear the land as best it can to minimize the fire season that we're about to go through, um, here's the thing uh, gosh how do I explain this you know earth is her own entity she chose to become Gaia and she is choosing to ascend and reach a higher vibration and part of that is her own growing pains and so the magnetospheres and poles and the energy fields and uh, volcanoes and weather and all of these things even outside of human influence and damage of global warming are going to be going bananas a little bit Woo! had to pause for a second to violently sneeze and while I was doing that I figured out how to uh, further explain what I'm getting out about the earth and Gaia and uh, I'm not being doom and gloom about the the weather the volcanoes the earthquakes the tsunamis all of the different things that will be occurring they just will there's there's no way around it think about how your body goes through changes when you go through puberty this is a little bit like Gaia's puberty and so all of these things are erupting and moving and shaking and she's uh, growing and changing and integrating just like the rest of us are and also trying to repair some of the damage that has been done that is part of what grid work is helping with is repairing some of the damage that has been done and also helping to minimize the severity of these shifts both for the benefit of Gaia and ourselves as a species because um, we are the first cycle of life on this planet that gets to survive and live through this change if we do it right. Uh, in past eras and ages, you know, like Noah's Ark, for example, the Great Flood, all of these different mass extinctions, um, it was like a clean swipe and everything started over. So part of what this process is now in this age of Aquarius is trying to retain the earth vessels, retain this planetary 
reality together while also being able to be multidimensionally expanded. And my dog is licking my leg. That was very distracting. Sophie, what's the deal? You never do that. <clears throat> so it will be helpful if you are called to grid work or focusing on Gaia or doing the love expansion exercise, which is like this transmuting force that just neutralizes anything that is an extreme, anything that is a polarity, including what's happening on the earth. The more of us that do this, the more the earth will be able to calmly go through this transition and we'll get to stay living here comfortably. Uh, so that being said, um, we will have another fire season. We all know that it's not going to go away, but we can definitely help make it healthier for the earth and all of the creatures upon it. Woo. Wow. Was this an episode? I'm trying to figure out if there's anything else that I wanted to throw at you, but gosh, that seems like a lot. It really, really seems like a lot. I decided I'm going to start doing some episodes called Muse Musings, and I'll just talk about my personal stuff on there so that if you're really just here for your own guidance and reading, you know, you can bypass that part of my journey. But if you are interested, it will be there. Um, I feel like I need to share it because uh, that's what works for my growth. And, you know, more and more people are listening. So I guess that means that I'm reaching some of you out there too. And I just want to thank everyone who is listening to this now, whoever does listen to it in the future, who has listened to my previous episodes. It's hard for me to believe sometimes when I look how much I managed to accomplish um, over the last year and put out. And the funny part is, is as much as I have done, there's probably another hundred episodes in my head just waiting to be spit out. <laughs> so, uh, working on that, it's all a process. When I start talking about the, my personal journey since November, you'll be like, okay, yeah, damn, we're lucky we got a reading once a week because <laughs> it was something. But spring has sprung. My body loves warmer weather. And I know you could say, well, why don't you just move somewhere where it's warm all the time? But unfortunately for me, like there's always different environmental uh, factors that will affect me. And so being here and putting up with the cold for a few months every year is the best option for me on this planet. Plus, it's a pretty good uh, geographical position to be in no matter what happens to the earth over the next 20 years. Um, and I was called here. I was called to Colorado. I was called to this place. I mentioned that a little bit, I think when I was on me and paranormal you with Ryan singer, I, I can't just use his first name. Like I'm his buddy because I mean, as, although I feel like I am, that familiarity is only because I've been listening to him for years. We do not know each other. So I will use his full name, Ryan Singer, because he is uh, a professional connection. And that was such a nice experience, by the way, 
in case you're wondering, he is the nicest guy. Like, whatever you think it would be like to talk to him, it's exactly that. Because he is, he's just a wonderful person with uh, insight and he's so great at navigating and directing the conversation where it needs to go um, without it being like, okay, well, stop talking about that thing because I'm over that now and now I want to talk about this. <laughs> so it is a very um, admirable way of conducting I mean I wouldn't even call it an interview but those kinds of open discussions and if you've never listened to his podcast before get over there he has so many different people on there talking about just about everything you could imagine so that is called me and paranormal you and then I also connected with another really fabulous person uh, rock and roll shaman on Instagram and she has a podcast called the cosmic mama podcast and I started listening to her and she's actually in Colorado it was funny I connected with three Colorado people just after being on his show and I am grateful for all of them and I am just grateful I mean feel the gratitude people get out there and feel the gratitude feel that unconditional love and if I can be of any help to you personally, you know how to find me and make an appointment. I am working on establishing some kind of service on my intuitive menu that is uh, what my friends that I've connected with call, um, I muse them. You mused me, they'll say, because we'll be in conversation and then they'll have this giant revelation and big ideas and start off on a project. And that has pretty much been me my whole life. Um, people, I seem to open something up for people. I'm not saying I give them the ideas. It's 100% their thing. Just for some reason, talking to me seems to draw out what they are trying to get at and couldn't come up with um, by themselves somehow. So I must open some door for them. I mean, I am a muse. That is my essence is to inspire. And I think we used to look at muses in such a way that like, oh, they came and, you know, gave Beethoven the uh, symphony or they gave uh, Van Gogh, Van Gogh, pardon me, art people who are judging me not, um, <clears throat> starry starry night it's not that it's that they are inspired to create the thing that was already in them to begin with that's what muses do they free up your creativity and inspiration but I haven't been sure exactly how to offer that <laughs> because it sounds weird to tell people well just book a half an hour with me and we'll talk about something and then you'll be inspired <laughs> Oh, so if you have any ideas for me, let me know. Um, I love getting your emails. I love getting your DMs. I really appreciate it when you share the podcast on your story. If you could follow me wherever you listen, that helps get it out to more people. Uh, if you would re review, you know, rate, review, that whole thing. Um, but... My attitude with this has and probably will continue to be that 
those that are meant to be here will find it. I'm not trying to use this as an advertising kind of platform so much as I feel like it's my mission and duty to put this out into the world and it brings me joy. Uh, I will take you out with Xanadu and, um, oh gosh, I was going to talk about that too. I guess we'll do that in Muse Musings, but I was listening to this, I heard this song the other day and I, it, it just struck me at that moment of how much that song, the lyrics, how relevant it all is. To the period of time we're in and that we really 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 are in Xanadu right now that's we're on the vert we're we're being thrust into that and uh it's a beautiful place and this song reminds me of that so I love you all have a great week if I can be of any help you know where to find me and watch for my goofy muse musings about the uh the coded messages in Electric Light Orchestra, the band, and Xanadu, the movie, and the song. Woo! Thanks for joining me on this journey. Love you all, Groovers. You're the river. We all are. Let it flow.